Welcome to the Spike Feed, your leading Magic the Gathering podcast. What is happening? My name is Curtis. I am just your typical Spike hosting this show with me. Uh, my very sleepy partner in crime, Dustin. <laughs> Dustin, how are you, sir? Still tired. <laughs> <laughs> it is really uh, early in the morning. I mean, so early. <laughs> it's in fact the afternoon, but hey, <laughs> you know, what, what are you going to do? Dustin was trying to get some of his beauty rest. The other voice you hear on the line is our producer and other host, Cameron. Sir, how are you? Good, man. So we've got a lot to talk about, right? Our last episode, we kind of did off the cuff in a hotel room um, and talked about your first uh, experience with the Star City Games Open. Yep. And a lot has happened since then. Um, can I can I go ahead and just steal some time and talk about my tournament? I want to hear about your tournament because Dustin and I kind of bolted, what, about two two rounds in? Three rounds two in? Two rounds in. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Two rounds into the Legacy Open um, in St. Louis. And uh, at that point, I was 0-2, and I went 0-3 drop. It was one <laughs> of those tournaments. First of all, it, it's the worst constructed performance I've ever had. Three matches, and I won a game. One singular Dang. game. <laughs> and uh, so I need to post my list uh, through our, our Twitter feed, but basically it was Sam Black's Bant list. I think the sideboard was different, but main deck, there were like two cards different from his uh, Grand Prix DC list. And uh, it was one of those tournaments where uh, everything went wrong. I played poorly. I got poor matchups. They did have And I seating. got housed. <laughs> right. Like stuff. everything went wrong, right? So... Um, my first round opponent went on to top eight the event, which was fantastic. Um, awesome. Everybody I played against was a super good guy. My my round one uh, opponent was Lance, and game one I got out of scavenging ooze and was able to win the game off that. And then games two and three I got wastelanded out. Boom, end of story. <laughs> okay, nice. I don't want to. I mean, hey, I misplayed in here too. I, I'm glossing over those, but there was a a point where I should have brainstormed, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it was just like wastelanded out. Okay, well that happens. Game two, I keep my hand, and my opponent goes planes, right? And so this is the Legacy Open. When an opponent turn one planes, you know that they are death and taxes, right? It's <laughs> unlikely that they are anything else. And I have a hand with two lands and three Noble Hierarchs, a Jit, and I can't remember what my other card was, but... um. I, I was stacked. Whenever you see that you have noble hierarchs against death and taxes, because they're on such a mana denial plan, you're very happy. And I thought, man, I've got noble hierarchs. I've got a jit. This <clears> game <throat> should be in the bag. Every single noble hierarch that I had got swords to plowshared. He had three of them. Each one got sorted. Wow. And I got killed by the spirit of the labyrinth that he played on turn two. It wow. killed me the entire game. That was That's it. Kind of awesome, right? That is awesome. <laughs> Not for you, but <laughs> did you have any basics to get off the swords? No, I had, I had, I had nothing. Right, like he swords the plow shares my noble hierarchs, and then it was it. Right, I just didn't have any guys, and he just attacked me. Right. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking Pat Dax out. Right, Jeez. right. See, right. see what happens wow. when I'm all like up early. <laughs> Dustin, get some Mountain Dew or something, man. Jeez, man, I don't, I don't even have any of that in my house. <laughs> um. Anyway. So, and then game two, I get wastelanded out. The end. Right? So this whole thing, like, and I'm not on tilt at all because I'm so happy that I'm playing Legacy. 
right? Yeah, That's the yeah. theory thing. I mean, like, Dustin and I were there. I was playing, like, a, a, a round of draft, and, like, Dustin was trading. And every single time I saw you, you just had, like, a nice calm about you. Like, you know what? I'm playing Legacy Magic, and that's what matters. And, and it really is my favorite because it never format. gets to happen. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and, and this city, like, you know, we play in Kansas City. It's just the Legacy scene has completely collapsed in on itself. There are no Legacy events that I know of. And um, so this is my opportunity. I think the closest legacy event, Cameron, would be driving to Des Moines to your shop, That's which is X amount of hours, <laughs> which is really sad. So this whole thing kind of culminates in my round three, right, which you guys weren't around for. I want to give you the play-by-play. So game one, this guy, um, is a, he's a show-and-tell, omniscience, enter the infinite deck, okay? And game one, he combos me off. Okay, cool. Right, I force a will his first show and tell. I think I'm in good shape. He has a second one. I'm dead. The end. Okay. Sideboard. I sideboard in. I don't know how many cards, including a Gaddock Teague. Right. Okay. So, so I'm beating him down. I keep a hand with no counter magic, but I have a Gaddock Teague and a Kasali Pride Mage on the board. Okay. And my opponent goes show and tell. All right. So I show and tell in True Name Nemesis. He show and tells Omniscience. In. I'm like, okay. And I have a Kasali Pride Mage to blow this up. All right? So he goes, Cunning Wish, which is an instant camera. And I don't know if you know what this card does. No, I don't know that one. It allows you to go get an instant in your sideboard. Okay. okay? So he goes, Cunning Wish. And if you're a player like me that's playing Maverick, you know that uh, Gaddick Teague is about to get bounced back to your hand with a card called Wipe Away. Okay? Okay. And Wipe Away has split seconds, so you can't respond to it. So I know this is about to happen. So he goes, Cunning Wish. I go, okay, Cunning Wish on the stack. I'm going to blow up your omniscience with Kasali Pride Mage. He goes, in response. I'm like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. Second Mm. Cunning Wish. Then he goes and Trick Binds. He gets Trick Bind. Trick Binds my Kasali Pride Mage trigger. I think that's the card, right? It's a stifle effect. And just totally blows me out. Kills my Kasali. I kill my own Kasali Pride Mage. Nothing happens. He wipe away my Gaddick Teague and kills me. (laughs) <laughs> he had that exact combination of cards so i was like okay at this point the tournament's not going my way i'm not going to money so i cl- i checked drop on the drop slip right not tilted at all all my opponents were super cool nice guys and it, you know it was a great time but it's like okay time to get into some side drafts try to try to rebound from this losing streak sure so i, I checked drop on the slip Go up to the, the judge at the thing, and I go, hey, I'd like to enter a side draft. And he goes, dude, not going to happen. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. And he goes, look at the board. You see how all these are filled? I'm like, yeah. He's like, we don't have any table space. We're still waiting to do these events. So you're not going to be able to do anything for a long, long time. So was, if, was Modern even full? Do you remember? They were waiting for a two-headed giant sealed event. Wow. And the tables were so full, they couldn't run it yet. And this is the thing that we kind of talked about last episode, but we really didn't get a chance to. The This Star City Games Open was overcrowded. It was uncomfortable to be there. Yeah. And, you know, this is one of the main reasons you guys left so early on Sunday is, like, th- you couldn't stand around. Um, right. Kind, kind the, of the, the most... trade tables even migrated outside of the event. Yeah. <laughs> Here, yeah. Here's the amusing thing. There's a star power dance competition <laughs> next door. <laughs> And Dustin and all the other guys that are trading have to trade at a table outside the dance competition. Right? Well, at least we got some free music. 
<laughs> yeah. Some very loud, very bad dance music. And then there was a there was a church service on the other side. So yeah. they took the room that was containing 700 people not very well on Saturday, and they had to cut it in half. More than half. Right? I mm-hmm. want to say maybe two-thirds. I mean, it was tiny now. Yeah. Uh, and like... The pairings, when those would go through, there were so many people in such a condensed space, your cell phone couldn't access the Twitter feed. <laughs> to like, So everybody had to go to look at it, an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper, right? <laughs> and mm. so, you know, I left, I left there um, and just went out and got some food. You know, my wife was hanging out, so we went out again, and that was nice. But the, the kind of big failing of the event for <laughs> me was just the fact that it was so crowded that I couldn't even side table at all, you know? Right. Crazy. So that and happens. I told you guys before that they've used that same location multiple times throughout the past like couple years at least. Mm-hmm. You'd think that they would understand that they get a certain draw in that area or, you know, I don't know, some sort of reasoning of we've had this many people in the past. We should make sure we have a little bit more room each year. And right? just think of like how many metropolitan areas are around that where it's just an easy trip to get to St. Louis, right? I mean, you're mm-hmm. Chicago people, Kansas City, Des Moines, Memphis. I mean, it's just all over the place. Um, I don't yeah, know. it's a really, it's unfortunate that it's such a good location that's put in such a bad spot. So, yeah. I, and I don't want to get too much into the politics, but I guess Star City really doesn't want to run the events on the Missouri side because Missouri has very strict gambling laws, I guess. <laughs> and so this is in like, this is like 25 miles outside of St. Louis, right? And this just like little middle of nowhere convention center that wasn't nearly big enough. And, you know, well, downtown it, it St. was big Louis, enough if there wasn't so many events booked on the same weekend. Fair enough. Sure. Fair enough. But on the positive, Cameron got saved. So, you know, it's for true. our religious <laughs> listeners. Did you go to the church? Uh, this is a bit of an inside joke so we won't go further down this road but cameron i'm proud of you buddy i'm proud of you yeah thanks anyway so cameron let's let's shift because dustin you didn't play fnm right you stayed at home because we have crappy weather well they they were calling for crappy weather and as many weather people do they were wrong and they will continue (laughs) to keep their jobs so cameron yeah you went and tried to make standard interesting. You tried to text me last night, but I was so t- hard on tilt that I didn't want to <laughs> chat. Spoiler. So, so yeah, uh, last Friday or this past Friday was probably the most interesting standard game I've had uh, since Theros was released and and modern uh, mono blue mono black kind of just took the cake, right? So mm-hmm. I went and just brewed up. <clears throat> kind of a, a red-white deck, but I splashed in some blue. Uh, so it was kind of an America burn deck. Um, and, you know, I, I did fairly well. There was five rounds. I went two and three. Wasn't anything great. But my opponents were all... Uh, I, I just played some really interesting decks by my opponents. Uh, round one, lost to a Maze's End deck, which was really... really Seriously? Yeah, and I I mean I've never played against a Maze's End before and I just didn't know how to deal with it. Um you know where <laughs> you burned them. I, I should have just burned them to heck, but I mean you know, I had some Boros charms in there and like he had Supreme Verdicts and I, I just could never get it off where I could like protect all of my creatures before he did his Supreme Verdict or whatever. So there's just it, it just the synergy of my deck just didn't 
feel like it worked too well. Uh, round two, I played against a Minotaur deck, a red-black Minotaur deck, um, which I, I brutally destroyed. But it was just really refreshing to see something different. Mm-hmm. You, your shop um, is the weirdest shop, man. Like things happen there <laughs> that just don't happen anywhere else, right? Yeah, you would have loved. Still it. super jealous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Like round three, played against a mono black devotion again, but um, with assemble the legions, I just I can cream him. It was great. I love that deck so much. I I love that matchup so much. Um, and then Curtis, you're gonna love this. Mm-hmm. Mono blue. Lost. Tell me again. you won. <laughs> no, I lost Jeez. again. I don't know what it is. I just, I just never have this card synergy that I need. I don't know if like I'm just like you know shuffling my deck in a wrong way that like I'm subconsciously just stacking it so that I just get mana hosed or something. <sighs> Cameron, are yeah. you just like? I... Go ahead, Dustin. <laughs> you know the saying: if you can't beat them, join them. It's true, right? <laughs> It's a sign, man. I should, yeah, just yeah. do it. Although I'm very that tempted. or yeah, I mean, like, I mean, he was playing blue white control for a while, which was like a great matchup against mono blue, mm-hmm. a great yeah. matchup. Yeah, uh, because they have to play out their guys. They have to, and they can have to play right into verdict. Cameron, I just think you seize up, man. I just think yeah. you actually sit there. Do you play lands in these games, or do you just sit there and do nothing? I probably have like seven lands in my hand, and I just like I don't have anything. <laughs> no, what, what it is? You just get into like a huff, and you're like stupid mono blue. I can't do this. It's it's probably right. like like uh. you know like Cameron's like sixteen, and mono blue is like the really hot girl that comes into the room, and he just can't say anything. He just can't get it out, right? And then, you know, he just fails and just passes him by. Great. So when you look at when you look at Master (laughs) of Waves, do you see Kate Upton? That's the real question. (laughs) I really actually um, I'm thinking about doing a Master of Waves deck with uh, with Young Pyromancer just to do something with the elemental tokens. We'll see. But so Cameron's officially entered the brewing stage of his career. (laughs) Right. Dustin's never actually left the brewing stage. That's <laughs> <It's> true. So. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it was it was an interesting Friday night just because I had played some decks that had a little bit of variety and there weren't, like, last week during the Star City event, which was just verbatim every single deck, something I've already played and knew exactly how to deal with it or how to lose to it. So, yeah. So, I played last night. And, um, or wait, I'm sorry, it's Sunday. I played Friday. <laughs> um, and, uh, so FNM, there's a lot of people not showing up to FNM, at least at my local shop. And, uh, so it was an eight man. Four of the decks were either mono red or Boros aggro. Mm-hmm. Okay? What? Really? And, I mean, so I lose round one. And a kind of confusing manner, I, I basically lose it with uh, a Fiendslayer Paladin and Sphinx's Revelation in my hand, and I hit the guy three times with Fiendslayer Paladin, and I still managed to lose. Um, and I couldn't put together how that happened, and another gentleman was watching the game happen, and he was looking at my opponent's hand. And so then my opponent burned me down from like 12 or 15, right, out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, how did this even happen? You know, I, I assumed he had other things in his hand or something. And, and I looked at the guy and I go, how long was I dead? You know, not my opponent, but the other guy. And the guy goes, like three turns. The guy just didn't kill you. <laughs> what? And it was a, a function of this guy just being inexperienced. He wasn't slow rolling me or being a jerk. Um, but it was just he didn't know. Like he was just doing things, everything, first main phase. I mean, it was just like that, right? Mm, crazy. And the monorette. Yeah, and the mono red deck kind of facilitates. I mean, let's. I'm not trying to poo poo the guy. I mean, he did what he did, and he's at his level of experience. But I mean, geez, you know, there's only so much I can do when I get burnt down from twelve, right? Um, anyway, so uh, got a buy after this loss. And keep in mind, I haven't won a constructed match of Magic in like two weeks at this point because <laughs> I got just destroyed at the Legacy Open. Go to the next F and M, drop or I, I drop the first match then get a buy and then i play against this mono black player and i i'm able to take that match and then the winning in for the top four mono red again and mulligan down to five cards and lose Ooh, right yeah and um you know it was kind of one of these things i made some changes to my blue white deck i was playing there's so much mono red that i was playing precinct captain main deck like three or four copies okay and I took wow. him out because I was like, surely people are going to have Bramaz and that's going to be terrible. Nobody had Bramaz, and I played against the, what's the the hooligan guy, the one-mana 1-1? One, one? The Foundry Street Denizen? No. Which, oh, yeah. yeah. You said, He's you a said hooligan he was in there, yeah, that yeah. Guy, which, which guy are you talking about? That guy. Yeah, the guy that whenever you uh, play a red creature, it pumps him. Yeah, up. pumps him up one, yeah. Yeah, like I had multiple times where the opponent did Burning Tree Emissary, bop, 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 and then... I was dead on turn three or four. Wow. You know, it's just like, sweet. This is a lot mm -hmm. of fun. I love magic. <laughs> um, anyway, after that, what I did was I, um, you know, this guy that played mono black, he's like, hey, do you happen to have a modern deck? And I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> and we kind of had this like therapy session. So he's playing ad nauseum. I'm playing storm. No, our decks really don't interact. And we played like six games, non sideboarded and just like, just vented <laughs> about standard and how much more we're just enjoying just comboing out and killing each other. Mm -hmm. And it just was really cathartic, you know? So, so if he enjoys... Modern is cathartic. Did you just hear that? <laughs> Have you played Crazy. Standard Cameron? Oh, my gosh. It's just, I know, I know. But just, like, <laughs> in August, when, like, everyone is just like, oh, Modern sucks. And now to just hear, like, it, it may be the saving grace of magic this season is crazy. Well, we'll talk a little bit about where Modern's headed here in the next segment. But I just got to tell you, man, like, granted, I still think Legacy's the best. Well, did, did you ask this guy if he plays Modern, Legacy? Like, uh, I did, and he said no, because there's no games. But he said locally, though, there is a place that is starting to really develop a Modern crowd. So, tell you what, let's hold the, the Modern conversation for the next segment. Uh, come back, and we'll chat about it. So modern is the topic du jour. Mm -hmm. Dustin, I kind of wanted to lead this off with you because we really didn't get a chance to cover Pro Tour mm -hmm. Born of the Gods. Though, side note, Cameron owes both Dustin and lunch and me lunch. N you never seen a tie coming, yeah. did you? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I mean, I, I do, I do want to say that I got the most cards right, but we did it head-to-head, -head, and so you had to win categories, and Tarmogoyf completely saved Dustin's yeah. butt. Like, mm. out of the blue. And you were, like, on the fence about it so hard. I was like, oh, man. 
That's yeah, how yeah. that's how it goes, though. Um, so modern has kind of had this really interesting moment, right? So the pro tour happened. Grand Prix Richmond, which is this coming week and has outrageous registration, is also a modern event. The Grand Prix that's in Minneapolis here in a couple months is modern. And we're seeing prices adjust accordingly and kind of alarmingly, to be honest with you. Um, mm-hmm. So, Dustin, let's let's start with you here, man. How much growth have you seen in modern in terms of card prices over the last oh, man, geez, two weeks? It's been immense. Um Let's just say that I can't keep up with it in, in terms of like trading. Things are going up too <laughs> fast, too quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these decks, if you want to build them now, are borderline legacy decks in price, if not more than certain legacy decks. Mm-hmm. It's just ridiculous. So in terms of finance, let, let's let's start with the Shocklands, right? Because those seem to be the low thing. Like, when when would be an ideal thing or ideal time to pick up Shocklands? Because they're not like on the radar in terms of expense. Right. Um, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the problem with Shocklands is I think almost anybody who's going to play that format has them. Um, that being said, if you're looking at mm-hmm. something that could, you know, eventually grow so you could have, you know, better trades later on, I think when Return to Ravnica block rotates out some of these shock lands are going to be four or five bucks a piece there's just such a, a huge amount of them and if you can start getting into a bunch of those mm-hmm. give it maybe a year year and a half they should start going back up again well meanwhile the things right. that aren't getting reprinted and sometimes things that have been reprinted some of the are stuff outrageously in priced. going up too which i thought was really odd yeah yeah blood moon is right. fifteen dollars right uh, I mean, just stuff that you would never expect. Cameron, you said you were looking at Snapcasters, and they had gone up as well? Yeah, they went up, I don't know how they much. They went up by 15 I mean, in like the last two weeks they're, they're, or something like that. Yeah, which is crazy. I'm so glad I got those back in 1st of January. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> well, hey, there's one thing. Though yeah. I'm still a little mad at you. You were at the Star City Games thing, and you were like, what should I get with my money? And I was like, dude, get Scalding Tarns. They're going to go Yo. up after the Pro Tour. You're like, no, nah, I think I think it's gonna be okay. Yeah. Right. They were a lot of money. <laughs> and now they're a lot of money now. Yeah. So here's here's the rule of thumb that you need to focus on. When it comes to trading, you need to listen to Dustin. It's true. When you're talking about buying in cash from a dealer, I think I'm a little more experienced than Dustin because he doesn't do that. <laughs> well, I I do. I do. I just spend hours talking them down, you know, until they finally uh. get so annoyed they finally give me a discount to get rid of me. <laughs> But, you know, the, the talk of modern right now in, in terms of price is these blue-red decks, right? There's Splinter Twin, there's Storm, mm-hmm. um, there's the uh, Control deck, um, and there's also this Blue Moon, Master of Waves, Vendillion Click deck. But bottom line so is the pressure on Scalding Tarn has caused the thing to shoot up like crazy. Uh, Star City has Scalding Tarns at, what did you say, $80? 80 Dustin? out of stock. Same as Misty Rainforest. And, like, we were having this talk. Like, at what point do I take my Scalding Tarns and say, okay, I'm turning these into dual lands, or I'm turning these into something that's actually on the reserve list? Like, what's a dollar amount that that would have to happen? (laughs) It's really close right now. Um, I was talking to you about this just the other day, that Scalding Tarn and Misty Rainforest seem like they will become close to the same price as Flooded Strand and Polluted Delta. Um, And that can happen, like, as easily Mm -hmm. in, like, a month or something with the rate it's been growing. So 
if you're looking at legacy cards and you've got extra uh, scaldings and stuff, I don't see why you wouldn't start trading them away now. Uh, if you have a mint condition scalding tarn, you can still trade towards uh, a worn dual land. I mean, it's really close in the margin. Yeah. And, I mean, fetch lands at some, in some level, if they continue at this rate, at some point they've got to be reprinted. They right? have to be. I'm hoping this year, well, right? Fingers crossed. No, I don't think it'll. <laughs> I mean, even if they just do it in Modern Masters 2. Right? That's not crazy to think that they'll just put the Zendikar fetches in Modern Masters 2. They'll sell it right. like hotcakes, right? Yeah. And this is the Yeah, and this is the express reason for Modern Masters is to make this stuff to where it's attainable. <clears throat> and what's happened is Modern has actually outgrown the Modern Masters print run. Cryptic Command is 50 bucks. Right? Right. Same like, with like Vendelli Click's like 50, 60 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, and Vendelli Click also had a judge promo printing. Right, so I th- right. I'm wondering if, in terms of modern, this is the the week or the month that we are going to look back and go, okay, now modern's become a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's obviously been a thing before, but I think it's starting right. to turn where people are saying, okay, I don't like standard, I'm not willing to invest all the way into legacy, so I'm going to take mm-hmm. my extra standard cards and trade them into modern cards, right? So. Cameron, is that where you're basically at, or what? That's me and every Merfolk player, right? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) No, that's exactly right. I mean, like, aside from the Merfolk deck, I mean, you know, when I'm building towards a legacy deck, I'm also planning on just using some of those legacy cards, and hopefully they will fit within, you know, some sort of, like, Splinter Twin deck or a red-white-blue control deck or, or something like that that is also fun and playable and modern. And the deck lists that were, you know, some of the best performers give me hope for that, where it's like, you know, you can have some real fun with, like, a, an America Control deck in, in Modern or a Blue Moon, which is just so off the wall and zany, but I don't know if it'll stick around, but, you know, it's just interesting and different. Yeah, and you, sh- you should know that a bunch of the best performing decks um, are highly non-interactive, right? We went into this yeah. thinking Zoo would be a thing, maybe Fairies would be a thing. Fairy's spoiler was not right. Mm-hmm. Bitter Blossom's price is unaffected at the moment. It's crazy, <laughs> right? Um, but Zoo's just kind of a thing, and it's and it was competitive, but it wasn't great. Um, Storm had the highest win percentage, which you, that's why you're seeing crazy prices on like Past and Flames on Magic Online. Um, I would not be surprised if mm-hmm. they do something about Storm if it continues at this pace. I, I was talking with Dustin about this mm-hmm. earlier. Yes, it's easy to hate out, but in my experience with the new version, I messed with the John Finkel Thought Scour version. I'm storming out on turn three roughly a third of the time. Seriously. Which is pretty good. Really fast. Yeah. Yeah. I uh whenever I was playing um this guy who was playing the ad nauseum combo deck, which is super cool. A really cool combo <laughs> deck. I don't know if you've if you've seen that deck, Cameron, but mm, no. Um Basically, it, it, they draw their entire deck with ad nauseum and angels' grace and stuff. But uh, yeah, I, I I was way faster than him, right? In terms of comboing out, because you know we couldn't stop each other. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we'll see what happens with modern going forward. But man, this GP Richmond thing being over two thousand people pre-registered has also got to be putting a lot of pressure on these prices. There are over six right. people in my shop on Friday who are that that normally play standard who are just you know, they're kind of playtesting decks, all of which are going to GP Richmond, which is 
insane, right? Six people from Des Moines, Iowa going to Richmond. And for the record, none of us are going, right? Dustin, no. you're not going? No. Now, wasn't <laughs> wasn't wasn't Richmond last year like the biggest one in the US until the one in Vegas? You know, I guess Was that the same I, city? I think it was the same city. Well, was that the one that they were doing the I mean, this is great radio, but I think they were giving away cards from Beta or something. I believe they had Gold Rush or Gold Rush 2, one of the things where they were giving away a bunch of the older cards. Yeah, so I mean that that played a role in it, but uh, Star City obviously has, I mean, they're the biggest retailer in Magic right now, and they have a lot of reach and they have a lot of uh, capabilities in terms of putting together a large scale event, right? Um, you know, and and I think the thing that's interesting for me is just seeing their broadcast team handle modern because on a typical weekend they don't; they do standard, um, and I call that nap time, mm-hmm. and then they do legacy on Sundays, and they do a great job with it. Like I really enjoy uh, Cedric Phillips and Patrick Sullivan and their yeah. stuff. So it'll be cool to see them do modern. Um, anyway, uh, any other thoughts on the modern pro tour or things you guys thought about the deck list or prices? I was just uh, surprised the the randomness of some of the stuff. I, I, I expected <laughs> to see a lot of the the same decks that we had seen floating around, and not as much variety. Yeah, yeah, it it is quite a bit of variety, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah. On, on the flip side, I, I, that makes me excited about the format. Really, I mean, I love the experimentation and kind of keeping other people on their feet, where the meta game becomes so much more interesting because of that. Dude, I don't know how many modern tournaments you've played, but there's a lot of. Am I dead? No. Okay. Am I dead? No, because there's just no force of will, and and that will be my yeah. continual um, criticism of the format, right? Where it just feels like the matches get really lopsided really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, the prices are also reaching a point where I feel like you're kind of going to have to be a person that plays a modern deck, maybe two, yeah. right? Like now, who who didn't expect Pass and Flames to eventually go up though? I mean, the thing had been sitting at a dollar, dollar fifty for a long time, like since rotation, it was bound to go up eventually. Yeah, and I, I think, man, like it's a three to four of of that deck, right? And I'm kind of, I understand that Pyromancer's Ascension is a rare, where Pass and Flames is a mythic rare, right? But you know, Pyromancer's Ascension is just as important to that deck. It started so, to go up that, too, though. It, it has it gone gone up? I thought it, it, it was has staying gone the same. Up. So this time last year, uh, Pyromancer's Ascension was like $2, and the foil was $2. They were like exactly the same, which made no sense. Uh, the foil is mm-hmm. now 10 and I want to say the regular is like around 5-ish. Wow. Yeah, I got my Pyromancer's Ascensions for $0.50. Cents, right. So I'm pretty they, pleased They were with dirt cheap right? last year. <laughs> All right, so um, last thing I want to talk about is this dual deck, um, Jace yeah. versus Vraska. Um, kind of some notable reprints. Uh, most notably Remand and Remand, right? Mm-hmm. Now, this Remand does have alternative artwork. Dustin, if I see these at Target for 20 is it worth picking up? What do you think on that? That's a tough call. Um, it, it depends. I mean, if you need the Jaces, yeah. Um, Star City's got the Jaces pre-selling at 10s, where the other ones were 25s just last week for the Return to Ravnica version. So... Mm-hmm. If you were short on Jace, yeah, it makes it makes a lot of sense, right? You get that, you get the remand and some other stuff you could trade off. But I don't know if that's going to really hold long-term. You know, I don't know if, if Jace is going to stay a, a big, you know, price force. Yeah, I mean, 
he's going to rotate out, and I just don't see him really making an impact for a while, right? I mean, he's going to drop down in price for sure. So, Right. Now, yeah. I mean, he'll always be casual play, right? Sure. He has seen a little bit of modern play. Not a ton, but I mean, you know, when you're minus two in Jason modern, it makes a... Uh, it's pretty noticeable, the difference in power level of cards. Um, I, I will say, you know, just keep in mind, remand right now is between 15 to $18. <laughs> right. So, you know, buying this, if you can find it, it's not hard to come up with that other three to five bucks, right? Right. So, anyway, what were you saying, Dustin? It's just every other common and uncommon that I'm seeing in this, even the rares, is just not very impressive, Right. Basically, it's it's Jason right. Remand, and everything else in the deck is just kind of moot at this point, right? Yeah, and some of this stuff, you know, we were talking about this. Our, our boy Dan Scott, um, the future side artwork is fantastic. Really I wish is. the new artwork cards in the dual decks were also foiled. Because, mm -hmm. you know, that would cause, for example, the Putrid Leech, which is new artwork. And Putrid Leech is in a ton of cubes and in a ton right. of commander decks. And if you foil it, that would make a huge difference in terms of, uh, you know, people like me seeking it out for my cube. You know, same with Future Sight, right? And now I'm kind of on the fence. I love that artwork, uh, but I want to wait till it's foiled out, which might happen in like a commander box or something right. like that. Um, anyway, Cameron, I think it's time for you to become a spike. Sounds good. So every week we give Cameron... A card, an older format card, <laughs> and we allow him to, you know, see all the value uh, and analyze the card for us through the lens of a noob or noobish, right? We're we're, we're gonna he is growing. Graduate you pretty soon to brewer, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, not full on spike. You're not. No, you got to get past your brewing you stage. For this? <laughs> <laughs> we should. We should give yeah, him trophies. I like that. Um. So, Cameron, what's your card for today? Hive Mind. <laughs> it costs five and a blue. It's an enchantment. Whenever a player casts an instant or sorcery spell, each other player copies that spell. Each of those players may choose new targets for his or her copy. Um, so, I'm sure there's some interesting thing that it can do to like stop combos or stop something. Uh, but it can deal with your opponent's instant or sorcery cards. So if they try to counter something, like let's say with the Force of Will, I can then count, you know, copy that Force of Will and then counter their Force of Will, right? So it's just a way that I can maybe keep um, their their counters at bay. But it's five and it's six converted mana cost, which uh, just seems way too high for. For legacy like i i just i mean turn six i don't want this i don't know like you know they've already played certain cards and the game is already on its way to winning or losing so yeah so you have no idea no, what you're telling no me no idea yeah <laughs> am i right on at least that part or is that completely wrong you're getting close okay dustin what can i what does a hive mind go for these days uh, Not that's much? a good question i have no idea I bet I bet it's one of those cards where the regular ones worth nothing and the foil it's ones worth, like worth a, something. A fortune. Right. Keep talking about what you're talking about. So, and I'll Cameron, check. Here is the other piece of the combo. What you do is you play <laughs> Hive Mind. 
And then you play these cards called Pact. Every color has a Pact. Okay. okay. Um, they're from Future Sight, I believe. And what you do is you play the packs. Your opponent gets a copy of all the packs. Their upkeep happens before yours, mm-hmm. and they lose. Oh, okay. So if so, you play, like if they're playing like a red deck or something, and you have blue, they can't pay the two blue for a pact of negation. They lose. The they game. just lose on the spot. Nice. Okay. And frequently, when hive mind happens, it's not like, oh, hey, here's a pack. Try and pay it. It's like hive mind. I'm going to play four packs from my hand. You get copies. <laughs> Good luck. Right. Right. Okay. So like they're very dead when Hive Mind hits the table. Looks like now Hive Mind used to be in the show and tell deck. Now it's kind of its own fringe combo deck. What's looks like Hive Mind is four dollars for the regular, ten for the foil, and sold out. Hmm. Right. And by the way, this also used to be a modern deck. Um, but when they ban Seething Song, which is a three mana instant that gives you five red mm-hmm. mana, uh, they banned that because it made Storm super good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Hive Mind kind of went away with it, but it's still a deck that could certainly exist. Um, yeah, even with so there's the, Hive Mind, even with six converted mana costs. Even with well, you wow. play things that allow you to ramp out to it. Okay, yeah. And there's there's also a card that can you know allow you to go find something with six converted mana cost. You know you're not going to play this to play fair. That's yeah. the important mm-hmm. thing yeah. to understand. Okay. Um, but it's a very powerful effect, right? Very, very, very powerful. All right. So let's close <laughs> out this lengthy show. Hopefully next week I can actually win a match or two. That would be fantastic. <laughs> uh, Dustin, uh, if someone wants to get a hold of you. Are you on MySpace or Friendster, or where are you at on that? Neither of those. <laughs> it's better that way. <laughs> it is. It's better for the world. <laughs> um, so you are, you are non-internet, so good luck, That's right? right. <laughs> Cameron, what about you, buddy? Uh, Twitter, at Cameron underscore McCoy. And I am at Curtis now. We officially have an official show Twitter feed at SpikeFeedMTG. Hit us up there as well. We'll see you next week, guys.